everybody, and welcome to my new podcast, The Essentials, where you'll be here with me, Madeline Flint, as I discuss hot topics in the news, on the media, and in everyday life. So this is my first podcast, and in it, I want to go over some lighthearted stuff since it's almost Christmas. I think I think Christmas is in eight days. I don't want to say seven. Christmas is actually in six days, so take that back when I said eight, my goodness. It's in six, so I hope everybody's ready. <laughs> it's coming up really fast. But I think it will be a lot of fun once it gets here. So I want to say Merry Christmas in a couple different languages. Um, I had some linguistics classes and some art history classes uh, last semester at SUNY Albany, and they were really interesting. So I picked up a couple of things from there. Uh, and I just wanted to share some of them with you so that you can impress your family members at the dinner table on Christmas Day. So first we have Spanish, Feliz Navidad. And then we have French, Joyeux Noël. Sounds pretty sophisticated, right? <laughs> um, Scottish Gaelic, Noliag Criel, Noliag Criel. And it's a little bit different from Irish Gaelic, which is Noleg Honowich. Noleg Honowich. Um, what else is here? Russian. This one's going to be pretty interesting. It's kind of a mouthful. Postrovnayem Svergistvom. So, there's that. I don't even know if I said it right, but I attempted. And it sounds cool, so... And for the last one, Felicem Natalem Christi. And that is Ancient Roman Latin. Now, I did take Latin in high school. I really loved the class. I'm still interested in it. I'm planning on taking more Latin language classes later on in college. But um, the reason I bring it up is because Christmas was first actually celebrated in the Roman Empire. So I have a little bit of a history lesson for you, and I found it pretty interesting. You may not, but hopefully you will. Um, for the first hundred years after Jesus Christ, his birthday was not actually celebrated. What was more celebrated was the Epiphany when the three kings came from separate places of the world to visit Christ. That was really mainly the focus of Christians. But until the early church fathers promoted the idea that the birth of Jesus Christ should be celebrated, that's what they had as their Christmas. Um, December 25th in the year 336 marks the first day Christians officially celebrated the first Christmas on earth and it was in the Roman Empire so that would be 336 AD after Christ and some of those Christmas traditions some of which have become American traditions actually have pagan roots and this is because they were kind of adopted from the Roman holiday Saturnalia which was a Roman holiday that honored the Roman god Saturn. So Romans would have public banquets, gifts were exchanged, which you know that we do. We have our whole gift exchange and all of our commercials and everything are about buying Christmas presents when it's like Halloween. I can't believe this Roman tradition carried on until now, but it did. There was a lot of partying and there was like a reverse role between servants and their masters because typically Roman slaves were not allowed to eat at the same table as their masters, but during Saturnalia they could, and they could even have their masters serve them. So there's <laughs> that little bit of history. Um, they baked cookies that were shaped like men. That sounds familiar. 
And we have words by St. Augustine that read, We hold this day holy, not like the pagans because of the birth of the Son, but because of him who made it. So there was a hint of Christian religion within Saturnalia's roots, but it didn't officially become a Christian holiday until after Christianity was legalized in the Roman Empire. And that didn't happen until Constantine became the Holy Roman Emperor and changed the capital of Rome to Constantinople, aka modern-day Istanbul, Turkey. So we're going to fast forward all of those years until modern-day American Christmas becomes a holiday. And that happened in the United States on June 26th, 1870. So believe it or not, we've only been celebrating Christmas in America for 151 years, 3 months, and 12 days. That goes to show how young our country actually still is. But since then, a lot has changed with the society, mainly regarding how progressivism has taken over our mainstream culture today and is basically making fun of all of our traditional holidays like Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving. I guess they're too outdated. But you know, if it's offensive to say Merry Christmas to anybody, then maybe they just don't get anything for Christmas. What do you buy somebody for a winter holiday? Gloves? What about a Make America Great Again hat or a mask? How about a mask? It keeps their faces warm and it prevents them from getting sick and from breathing air. Yeah. So before I wrap up for today, I have one more thing I want to share with you guys, and that's how to make your hot chocolate better because nobody has time to actually melt bars of chocolate and like heat it up with the milk in a pot on the stove and gently stir it for as long as it takes to incorporate. That's just as good as that would be. Nobody has the time for that unless you're purposely taking time out of a Saturday. But um, here are some tips to make your powdered hot chocolate taste better. And these are from foodnetwork.com. First up, we have how to choose your liquid. So for those of you who don't want a super rich, dense drinking chocolate, um, they're suggesting using a higher ratio of milk in place of your half and half to make a lighter bodied but still rich cup of it. If you want it heavier, you could use heavy cream, milk, and like dark chocolate syrup or something if you wanted. Aside from Food Network, I've done this myself just as an experiment. If you have like Hershey's chocolate or whatever kind of chocolate that you like um, and then you have your hot cocoa mix, put your hot cocoa mix in your mug and microwave it with either milk or water or cream and milk if that's what you prefer, whatever it is that you like the best, and microwave it for 30 seconds and then put your chocolate in it and microwave it for another 30 seconds. Oh, I forgot to mention stir in between the two sets of microwaving. And then if you like it really hot, like burn your lips hot, like I do, then microwave it again for another 30 seconds. And it actually tastes really good. Like it tastes like you took the time to make really nice hot chocolate that didn't come from a package, but it did come from a package. And it's really nice to have alongside some homework or like a Christmas movie or whatever it is that you guys are up to before Christmas this year. And for today's last topic, I'm going to go over the top 10 best Christmas movies to watch during this holiday season, starting with number 10 to one being the best one. So number 10 is Elf, the 2003 film. Raised as an oversized elf, a human travels from the North Pole to New York City to meet his biological father, who doesn't even know he exists and is in desperate need of some Christmas spirit. 
Number nine is Bad Santa, also from 2003. So I guess my birth year had some good Christmas movies. <laughs> a miserable con man and his partner pose as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve. But they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid. Number eight, The Family Man from 2000. A fast lane investment broker offered the opportunity to see how the other half lives, wakes up to find that his sports car and girlfriend have become a minivan and a wife. Oh, how nightmarish. <laughs> Number seven, we have A Christmas Carol. And I feel like it's any of the Christmas carols, but this one in particular is the 1984 TV movie. A bitter old miser who rationalizes his uncaring nature learns real compassion when three spirits visit him on Christmas Eve. Number six, and I think this is an unfair ranking because this should definitely be higher than six, is The Polar Express from 2004. On Christmas Eve, a young boy who my siblings and I have called the blue boy for our whole lives, definitely because of his blue bathrobe, embarks on a magical adventure to the North Pole on the Polar Express while learning about friendship, bravery, and the spirit of Christmas. And he learns to believe, too. Sorry, that might have been a spoiler if you haven't seen that movie, but I really hope that everybody has. Coming in at number five, we have National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 1989. The Griswold family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turn into a giant disaster. And number four, this is definitely a classic, one of my family's favorites, we've seen it a million times, and I hope you have too, is A Christmas Story 1983. And it's set in the 1940s, where a young boy named Ralphie attempts to convince his parents, his teacher, and Santa that a Red Ryder BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift. Okay, uh, number three is Miracle on 34th Street from 1947. After a divorced New York mother hires a nice old man to play Santa Claus at Macy's, she is startled by his claim to be the genuine article. When his sanity is questioned, a lawyer defends him in court by arguing that he's not mistaken. Number two is White Christmas from 1954. A successful song and dance team become romantically involved with a sister act and team up to save the failing Vermont Inn of their former commanding general. And coming in at number one for our best Christmas movie ever is It's a Wonderful Life from 1946, as it should. It's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. An angel is sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman named George Bailey by showing him what life would have been like if he had never been born. If any of you haven't seen that movie, do yourself a favor and watch it because you will not regret it. It's so good. It's just so good. I'm probably going to go watch it later. And if I don't watch it tonight, I'm going to watch it one of these days. I might even watch it on Christmas if I don't get a chance to before. So that's what I'll be up to besides painting and maybe going outside if it's not too cold because I don't want to be cold. All right, well, that is the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you back next time. Bye.